On a 2-1, Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Veerling's back. This game is turned upside down. Six straight ALCS appearances, four AL pennants, and now two World Series titles for the Houston Astros. Welcome to the Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, sponsored by Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, attorneys at law. You know, this Houston Astros franchise, I mean, this is pure dominance. I mean, this is what a dynasty looks like. It's not having two successful seasons, three runs to the World Series, and, you're, and you fade away. Like, this is a team, as I just mentioned, they've been to the ALCS six straight times. And, you know, we know everything that they've had to deal with. And just how they have continued this dominance, as I've mentioned, and now they have their second World Series title. This is a franchise that uh, I've grown to love in recent years, and it's because of a very special friend, my guy, Matt Johnson. I mean, Matt, dude, you know, we would have these Joy FM games and we're keeping tabs on what the Astros are doing in the playoffs at the same time. And, you know, like I said, man, I didn't have this strong of a love until you know, following your team, following and rooting for them because this was your group of guys. So, man, Matthew Johnson, welcome to the sweet spot, dude. And, uh, man, let's talk some Astros baseball. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. And it's always good to talk to you, Corey. And, you know what I mean? I'm going to love to talk about some Astros baseball. That's for sure. Dude, man. And so, you know, talk talk to me about this championship right here. I mean, this one over the Philadelphia Phillies, winning four games to two, how sweet is this World Series title? I know they had one a couple years ago over the Dodgers, but you know the whole scandal with the whole sign stealing and all that. But this is kind of a redemption title. I mean, all the hate, all the negativity that this Houston Astros franchise has had to endure over the past few years. Man, just t- take me through your emotions as uh, a fan of this franchise that you followed for several years. Uh, just take me through your emotions, man, when they finally clinched it and got it done. Yeah, you know, um, 2017 was it was fun for me because obviously that was the first time they'd won. Yeah, um, a World Series championship, and I I follow the Astros since I was a little boy when we lived in Houston and went to go to the Astro games in the Astrodome, watching Nolan Ryan, Mike Scott, uh, Kevin Bass, Terry Poole. I mean, so you know, going back to those. That that eighty six team. You think about that eighty six team where they went to the uh, the playoffs, got beat by the Mets in that crazy game mm-hmm. uh, that went like forever, eight sixteen innings or something like that. I don't remember now, but uh, that was a heartbreaker. But then to see them come back, and you know, getting beat by the Braves in the playoffs yeah. every yeah. year, every year in the nineties, every year it was that. And then they finally get to the World Series in 05, and they don't even win a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. So when they won the seven in seventeen, it was like, wow, this was so cool and this was so neat and everything like that. And you know, and they they continued to win. They got, they were pretty beat up the next year, and uh, Boston went went on and won, and um, still in the ALCS by the way. And yeah. then they, the year after that, got to the World Series, heavy favorites, great team, should have beat the Nationals, but just couldn't get their bats going. Yeah. And um, you know, that was the crazy series too, where they lost. Every every team won One, the road team. Yeah, the road yeah, team, yeah. yeah. And so then, right after that, is when everything came out about the seventeen um, and the stuff that they did in seventeen. And it was it was it was hard to hard to really take because you're like your only championship, and I'm like this team was good enough to win. And it's really weird because you look at those all those stats in that year, and they were horrible at home. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> They were they were horrible at home when they were allegedly doing this stuff. They were much better on the road. And you think about it, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, should have taken the world championship away from them. Well, they had to win two games in L.A. to win that world championship. Yeah. They also, the reason I think, the reason why, you know, they didn't take that championship away is because everybody else was doing it too. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Everybody was doing it. And the thing is, you know, you got Red Sox and the Yankees. It's documented. They were all punished. Mm-hmm. But they weren't punished like the Astros. Yeah. And, you know, Astros have always been kind of like this this stepchild for the mm-hmm. for Major League Baseball. Because, you know, when the only way they would approve that sale of the team 
uh, when was that? Back in 20, let's see, 2008, nine, something like that. The only reason, the only way they would agree to it was if they moved to the American League. And wow. so they push that and then they get singled out on this whole thing. I'm not saying they did anything. They, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were innocent. They weren't. Don't single them out and lock everybody else. Mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. I could do a whole. We could do a whole show about that. But anyway, <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, um, so when you get to this now, and in, in, in twenty two, and we we missed out last year against the Braves, and by the time that the Astros got to the World Series, you didn't have Verlander because yeah. he was on Tommy John that whole year. You didn't have McCullers, who yeah. was lights out up to that point. He was the guy, and then um, Myers. Well, Myers, that was coming on strong in center field, he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so you get to the World Series, and they're just limped in there. And the fact that they won two games is pretty surprising. <laughs> so, and, and, and Bregman Bregman was a shell of himself. I mean, yeah, he had the he, hand injury. He had surgery he had right after injury, the World yeah. Series ended. Yeah, he couldn't do anything. And you've got those pitchers that were so dominant this year. They were babies last year. Yeah. And you think yeah. about what, them, what they went through. That's true. They learned so much. You know, going through the playoffs in those in that series, and they were—I think they were all kind of like, "We're good enough to do this. We can mm-hmm. we can do this again." And I think they was they was more about proving to themselves that they were good enough. You know, but as a fan, it was like, finally, you know, yeah, now we do. I'm not embarrassed to go put on an Astro shirt and walk around. <laughs> and Okay, because I was. I mean, after yeah. that, you're like, I don't want anybody to call me a cheater. I didn't oh, do it. Man. Yeah, I didn't do it. They yeah. did it. You yeah. know. But you know, now it feels like okay. So, and even my kids are the same way. Like, they were all into it this year, which was really cool because they mm-hmm. were like, they were really into the games. Rachel, uh, my oldest, and and Mark, my youngest, both stayed up and watched the final game. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were, you know, <laughs> they were they were into it. And, uh, of course, part of it was I said, I'll buy you an Astros memorabilia of yeah. the World Series if they win. And they yeah. were like, we want an Astros shirt. We want this. And I'm like, not unless they win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so now they won. I started, I, of course, I ordered them everything, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, it was funny because that night that they won, you start putting stuff in your cart. By the next morning, half of it was gone. It was already sold out. Golly. Um, but I'll tell you, I mean, I know that the guys, you know, when you talk, you listen to those guys talk. You know they're they're gonna say the politically correct thing. Well, no, this isn't about you know redemption <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. You know good and well it was, <laughs> sure. and you know good and well it it was that monkey's lift off their back. Of course, man, definitely, man. You know, I think they're gonna they're still gonna hear that some mm-hmm. of that stuff. But I think you even think about by Game Five of the World Series, you didn't hear the Philadelphia Phillies fans booing those key guys that were on the 2017 team, which is what they were doing. Yeah. You didn't hear them doing it anymore. You know, it's like they've gotten over it. And and I think most of baseball has gotten over what happened in 17. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to, there's always those fans that are going to be, they're going to hold a grudge. You know, there's, there is going to be that. But I think most people in baseball, if they weren't, you wouldn't see them talking to Altuve on the field at second base or first uh-huh. base and cutting up and having fun with the other team. Yeah. But you do. And so you're like, yeah, these guys are over it, you know. So, I think, and I think too, you know, what was really cool to see how Dusty Baker came in, Man. you know, took in, took over this club when it was kind of in a shambles, mm-hmm. and brought stability. And to see him win a world championship, <laughs> that was that was really cool to see. Finally, you know. Man, I've been a fan of Dusty Baker for years. I mean, from his his time with the Giants, you know, when they were were few outs away from winning his first title against the Angels and it fell apart in the eighth and uh you know I mean he and this is a guy who wins wherever he goes yeah. like yeah what is it five different teams he's taken to the postseason I mean the Astros yeah. the Nationals the Cubs Giants the and the Reds and yeah. so I mean dude like and, and and I did a show last summer a Father's Day special and I just looked at guys you know in in sports that kind of have that father mentality with their players and just how respected they are and he's one of them i mean i mentioned him and and mike tomlin and greg popovich i mean when you hear players speak on these guys and not even players not just players that's played for them but even opposing players that's never played for these type of coaches and managers they just speak on how much love they have for them and you know joey vado man he when he was with the reds when baker was managing the reds one thing he said was dusty brings the joy and passion 
out of his players. And you saw that. I mean, once that oh, yeah. final out was recorded, just how they mobbed him in, in the yeah. dugout, man. Yeah. Dude, I almost cried. I almost cried just because, I mean, I was just so rewarding to see somebody yeah. like that. Like I said, he, he, he might be like a father figure to you, a grandfather, or just an uncle or brother. Whatever it is, man, you can just tell that the city, the fans, everybody just absolutely do- loves Dusty Baker, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even my kids were like, you know, they they just like, oh, he's so cool. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 mean, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a he's a he's a cool cat out there, yep. you know, and and, you know, but it was just I mean, it was just neat. I mean, I think, you know, going in that series, I was I thought more even last year, I thought more about him getting that championship than I did about redemption. Yeah, know, yeah, 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 me too. Never, proving the critics wrong. I yep. thought about that. Now, proving the critics wrong. That's a that's a nice little side thing you know that i will get but yeah you know but for him to do that to see that i think that was a really cool thing man i'm with you 100 you put it perfectly like i said i was thinking about him getting his first ring and how you know he mentioned that in that episode that i did uh a father's day special from a year ago i used a clip from his introduction uh introductory speech when he was named the manager for the houston astros and he talked about how you know he saw this as God giving him this is the best opportunity to accomplish what his, his goal is, is to win a World Series title and how he is. Uh, and, and, you know, when they made that hire, when they made that hire, I was like, that's a slam dunk hire. There's no better yeah. man to come in and lead this franchise after what they've just gone through. And, you know, like you said, losing to the Braves is one thing, but just to have Dusty Baker get there again and it's like, man, was that it? Was that was that his last chance to get it done? You know. And so, like you said, you come at the very next year and you finally accomplish that feat. And uh, mm-hmm. man, this is one of the best feelings I've, I've, I've ever experienced. But like I said, I almost cried just seeing it. And and I was trying to stay in the moment, stay in the moment. Like, okay, you know, a few more outs, a few more outs. But I'm, I'm I'm not even thinking when when they would say like six more outs or seven more outs. I'm looking at it. Look. Just one pitch at a time, because I know I've seen too many games where it just flips on its head, and you just never know how one inning that you're in full control, all of a sudden you're down two runs. But um, let me ask you this: Was there any point where you were nervous in this series against the Phillies, or or are you the type that's always nervous? Because I'm nervous the entire series. I mean, every pitch, as I mentioned, I'm 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 I'm, I'm on you know pins and needles. But what about you? Was there any point where you kind of like, okay, oh man, I, I'm I'm kind of a little shaky on this one. Yeah, there was two times after the game one where they blew that lead yeah, and yeah. lost that game in extra innings. I thought, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of my thought. And then game three when I think McCullers for sure was tipping his pitches and they were hitting him like it was batting practice and uh, home run derby style. And I was like, I, I remember telling a friend of mine that uh, uh, that's, that was, it's an Astro fan, grew up in Houston too. And um, I said to him, like, dude, I just feel like we lost the series last night. You know, it, yeah. was, it was that kind of a feeling like we yeah. we lost all the momentum we ever had coming into Philadelphia. And what do they do? They answer that with a no hitter. <laughs> you know? And then after that, I was like, oh, they, they're, they're awake. You just woke up the giant, you know. And um, in fact, it was really weird because I was intense in game six because it was zero zero to the sixth inning. And then they. Schwarber hits that home run, and I thought, oh, where are our bats, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, man, that next inning, when they blew it open, I was like, we got it. I trusted that bullpen enough to know we're going to hold this three-run lead. Um, and, and we did. <laughs> you know, and I was not nervous in the ninth inning at all. I knew who we had on the mound. I, I'm like, Presley is unhittable right now. He's going to get these three outs, no problem. And he did. And... <laughs> I think the sweet thing about that whole thing was them winning it in Houston. You know, yeah. not having, not getting to win it on the road, um, but winning it in Houston. That was a cool scene to be mm-hmm. able to win in your own home. I mean, that place was crazy at <laughs> that home run. You know, I mean, the roof. I think just about, you know, went up about two inches. Everybody doing that. I mean, that was a crazy, crazy home run. Man, I'm telling you, and I, I let me tell the fans, everyone that's listening, uh, you know, so Altuve's on third, it's one to zero, Phillies are up, Altuve's on third, Pena's on first, and Matt, Matt texted me and was like, look, Alvarez just has to get Altuve home, just get him home, and I, and my response was, no hero ball, we don't need any hero ball, 
you know, just be productive and and and, and have I, a productive I said, at best. I said, and I said to you on the text message, I said, listen, I'll take a three-run home run right here, but I don't and, want to be greedy. And sure enough, sure enough, five minutes later, Alvarez hits that three-run bomb to dead center. I mean, one of the – oh, my gosh. I mean, that place went crazy. I went crazy. I mean, that was just one of the best moments. And, and you know, this is a guy – who went 10 of 52 in the postseason. Like, he hit yeah. 192 the entire postseason, but probably yeah. had the two biggest swings oh, yeah. the entire for sure. playoffs, man. I yeah, mean, that, that game one walk-off mm-hmm. against Seattle, oh, my goodness, that was crazy. We were we were in Huntsville, actually, at a hotel. My, uh, we were there for fall break, and my son and I were watching the game, and the girls were out shopping, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, that was so crazy. Man. That was nuts. I, I was, was getting nuts. off work. I'm getting off work, and, and, you know, that was an earlier game, so I'm getting off at work at four, and, and I'm scared to, I, I was scared to check the score because I just had a feeling. I just had a feeling. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, the Mariners up 4-0. Uh, they end up, you know, taking what, 7-5, 7-3 lead. I uh, Suarez yeah. home run in the seventh. And I changed it then. I, when I got finally got home and I saw that Suarez home run, and I was like, I can't watch this. I can't watch it. But, I, I, you know, me following the Houston Astros, I get updates on the game. And so then Bregman hits that two-run home run in the eighth, and like a seven to five. And then I was like, I still can't watch. I'm just going to watch. I don't even know what I was watching. <laughs> and I'm telling Criminal Minds or Modern Family or something. And then the next inning, and, and when Alvarez hit that three-run homer to right field, to clinch game one in the ALDS. And, and they've owned the Mariners all season, but we know yeah. this is the playoffs and this is a familiar yeah. foe that you play, what, 19 times in your division? So yeah, absolutely. If you lose game one at home to a team like that, who knows Who knows what the outcome yeah. of that series is? I mean, that one swing changed the full complexion of, of that series. And then, of course, we know the three-run homer in game six to – Beat yeah. the Phillies I, and, and, and win I another think, World Series title. I think that that changed the whole playoff picture for the Astros. Mm, I mm. mean, if they lose that game, they've got to play another game. And, you know, everybody was, you know, the debate, you know, well, the Braves and the the Dodgers and the yep. Mets, yep. they all had this layoff before, the, before they got to play games. Well, so did the Astros, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that. Because they were able to win that first game, it just kind of catapulted them into the rest of the, the rest of the ALCS, uh, yeah. into the ALCS, and swept the Yankees, and yeah. it just it felt like they were just on this groove and this roll. Like it just, you know, I think if they lose that game, they're playing a lot more games. I don't think they sweep the Mets. I mean, the Yankees. I yeah. think they, I think they play a lot more, and you know. There's something to be said about being rested, going in and having your uh, yeah. pitchers all good for to go, sure. especially especially when you got a 39 year old ace, uh, you know, <laughs> Cy Young <laughs> you winner, as much Cy Young winner uh, officially and uh, unanimous, by the way. Man, they're we'll, all 30 votes. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about him for sure in this next segment when we dive a little deeper into the pitching. But uh, yeah, man, I mean that's that's a great take because, like you said, that game one. I mean, and see, this is the beauty of of uh, best of five series because. Anything is possible, regardless, you know, whether you won 106 games or you only won 84 or whatever it is, you get in in a best of five series. I mean, anything could happen, especially if you still gain one on the road and all the pressure shifts to that team who came in as a favorite. And that's what I loved about the NBA years ago when they did that in the first round. It was best of five, but now it's best of seven. And I think the NBA just kind of well, obviously they see more money because you get more games and it right. typically ensures the better team winning. Because it's hard to beat a Warriors team four times. You may be able to, you may be able to steal game one and squeak out mm-hmm. a three-win series somehow, but but when it's best of seven, you know, typically those tire seeds are going to advance, and that means much more for uh, for the playoffs and ratings and having yeah, those teams get a little deeper. But, man, we're going to talk about one more player, and then we'll dive and, 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 and take a commercial break. But this guy here, man, so two-time All-Star, Gold Glove winner, World Series champion, and one of the most clutch hitters in the MLB, I'm talking about Carlos Correa, but Carlos Correa is no longer a Houston Astro. Jeremy Pena, this is the guy who came in and took his place. And I'm I, everything I just named, two-time All-Star, Gold Glove winner, Correa was super clutch when you needed him. And he's filling his shoes at one of the toughest positions in, in sports at shortstop, man. Just talk about Jeremy Pena for a second, man. And And when did you know, like, we're we're gonna be good here. Like we, there's no worries at this position with a guy like Pena and what you saw early in the season. Yeah, I'll tell you. In the first uh, week 
of the season when he came in and he was hitting home runs and he was he was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. It was like we just got a younger version of Correa sitting out there. I mean, it was it was strange, and um, I know that he slumped not long after that. He kind of went down. You know, people started trying to f- figure out what he was good at when he wasn't. You know, they start you know scouting him and everything. And I heard. Um, I want to say it was Altuve that asked him, when did you know that he was going to be a superstar? He said, right after the first of the year when he went into a slump and how much work he continued to put in and how much he dedicated to watching film, um, getting better, um, doing all the things that you would see a normal veteran do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he he got to watch Correa um, the year before. On the taxi squad, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for the for the playoffs, so he got to see a lot of that, and so, you know, you talk about experience and being able that that's a pretty intangible value thing. You know, when you look at being able to go through the playoffs last year, into the World Series, and see all that how it went. Now he goes into it with the with the as the player as the guy, and he's relaxed because he knows what to expect, and I mean. You don't have Alvarez's three-run walk-off home run without him hitting, getting a clutch base hit right That's true. That's with true. With two outs. There was yeah. two outs. Um, and there was several times like that where he kept the ball rolling. Even in that inning where he got a hit right after Altuve and kept the, the just giving it to the next guy. Yeah. And it's in for this year it's been Alvarez is the next guy. And if Alvarez didn't do it, who's right behind him? Bregman. You got so, Bregman and then Tucker. But, I mean, you talk about a guy that's – there's never been a rookie shortstop win the gold glove. Yeah. Now you have one in Jeremy Pena. And yeah. you're like, that says something right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, you don't hear anything else about it. I mean, you see that just with his defense. And he made some good plays. He's, he's so smooth plays. out there, man. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, he did. sure is. And, I, and, you know, you figure – Oh, what's he gonna do in his sophomore year? Is he gonna yeah. slump or whatever? I, I hope not. I mean, I, I mean, I think we're gonna need him. We're gonna rely on him, and I, I'm, hopefully, he's just getting gonna get keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he's he potentially can be better than Correa by a lot. He could. Yeah. I, I agree, man. I mean, and and you know, you talked about his his maturity. Um, you know, one thing Dusty Baker said of Jeremy Pena, he said. It's his ability to not dwell on mistakes because of a lot of young players, they will make a mistake and then dwell on it, and then they will dwell on it so much that they end up making another mistake or two. And yeah. so when you have a young guy like that who's thrusted into this position with one of the best teams in like in, in, in Major League Baseball of the last decade, you know, you're replacing Carlos Correa, but you go on and, like you said, you know, you're LCS MVP, you're World Series MVP, you're the first rookie position player to win World Series MVP. Like, this dude hit three forty four for the entire postseason. Yeah. I just mentioned Alvarez hit one ninety two, Bregman hit yeah. two ninety four, but Jeremy Pena hit three forty four as a rookie. And and yeah. we talked about maturity level. You could, you would see him on that first pitch or two and look absolutely silly, like like man, yeah, he's a rookie. But then two mm-hmm. pitches later, he's hitting it to left field and it's it's in the cheap yeah. seats, you know. So th- I mean, the adjustments in the in in the at bat. The current at bat, it's not going from one at bat to the next, and you see the adjustment. You see it in from one pitch to two pitches later, and now he's crushed that ball in, in, in left field. And so, uh, yeah, I think the Astros are, and in, in, I mean, in shortstop, man. I mean, you have a short. I mean, back in the day, you know, back in the nineties, you, your shortstops were mostly there for defense, and they may hit yeah. two forty, but you were they, they were there to field and be great, you know, position players at, at that spot. But now you need that that guy at shortstop to be able to hit. Home runs and slug for you, and and be a threat offensively. So, uh, yeah. so Jeremy Pena, well, and also too, you know, he's he's a he's a run threat too. I mean, he stole yeah. bases, and I mean, he's he's only gonna. I mean, it was scary to think about. He's only gonna get better. Only gonna you know? get better, man. I'm excited <laughs> to I'm excited to see Jeremy Pena move forward, man, and not just him, but this entire franchise uh, uh, going into the next year and for the years to come. And you know, right now we're gonna take a break, listen to a few spots from our sponsors, and when we come back. You know, there's a different side of pitching. Like, we've seen pitching, but, man, this Astros pitching is is different. And we'll talk about that here in the next segment. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. 
Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. This is the greatest, greatest bunch of guys. They told me in spring training that they were going to win it. Now, what's next? Party. Party. (laughs) Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Sponsored by Bunton, Etheridge, and Fowler, Attorneys at Law. Joined by my guy Matthew Johnson as we dive into this Houston Astros celebrating their second World Series title. You know, Matt, man, this this pitching staff is one of the most in-depth pitching staffs that we've ever seen. And that one of those we may, we may never see. I mean, you know, you just don't know because, I mean, the starters, the bullpen, everything that they had. And and like you mentioned, you wasn't even worried when when Alvarez hits that three run bomb, and you know you attack on another run. It's four to one in the six. You were chilling, man. You was like, when we got ninth, ninth inning, I, I I was fully confident that Ryan Presley was going to shut it down, and he did. And you know, first I just, I'm going to talk before we talk about the starters. We can talk about the starters, and you know you highlight Verlander and those guys. But the bullpen, man. I mean, the bullpen gave up only five runs. In 54 and a third postseason innings. Like, I always use this reference. Those are video game numbers. And, I mean, those are really video game numbers. This is something that, that I would do on MLB The Show when I'm playing on PlayStation 4, man. I mean, to give up only five runs with an ERA of 0.83, I mean, that group, man, Presley and, and Abreu and Montero and, and Neris. I mean, I was super nervous when they signed Neris. I'm like, oh, I watched this guy in Philly the last couple of years. Why they do that? But, man... Take me through this bullpen just for a second. I mean, and and just we know how important it is to have those guys in the back end. You have a lead, a two-three-run two, lead, and you're confident that these guys, majority of the time, are going to get it done, man. Just take me through that Astros bullpen. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, a, a kind of a sense that um, the Astros was we're, we're, we had a pretty good bullpen. I mean, I don't think that there was ever a thought, well, um, they were going to be this dominant in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't think we ever thought that that was the way it was going to be. They were pretty good. I mean, because even Presley had had moments where he wasn't very good this year. Yeah. And and you thought, and Naris. Naris wasn't, he didn't have all his stuff, you know, early on. You know, and like you said, you were nervous. Like, well, I know why we were nervous. Because mm-hmm. he's he has shown times of being wild and giving up home runs. And you're like. All of a sudden, though, as it just kind of came together, everything just kind of came together and clicked at the last minute. And these guys seemed like they were, like, competing against each other. In a, in a way that they were, like, they were encouraging each other, but they were competing against each other. Yeah. It's like, you know, I think when things, you know, kind of started to turn around for them is when they got that combined no-hitter in Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And you're talking about a lot of the same pieces happened again in Philadelphia for that game. It did. Because it was... Starting off with Christian Javier, yeah. and then you hand it off to the bullpen, and <laughs> those guys were just. And I'll tell you what, you know, you and I were texting in that game six, and when they brought Naris in, mm-hmm. I was I was texting him like Twitter saying he's warming <laughs> up, and you're like, no, not him, <laughs> dude. He had the some of the filthiest stuff oh my gosh. in the entire postseason that inning. I mean, he was. Yep. yep. He was, uh, you know, he was wanting to take it to his old team. But, and he did. You know, he did. But, I mean, you know, you think about <laughs> some of those guys like Montero, who's kind of, he he kind of was the guy that, like, he filled in for Presley when he was hurt, not doing True. well. And, you know, they just re-signed him. And there was, you know, I, goodness, I mean, there's so many. And then, you know, you think about, you know, in the playoffs, having um, uh, Vasquez and... Uh, your Keaty back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These guys yeah. are starters. Your Keaty got just a little bit of work, you know, in that blowout game. But, um, man, these guys just came out and just kept throwing. And mm-hmm. they were just, like, in the zone. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it other than they were just in the zone. And they knew exactly what they had. And they, had a, they were on a mission. I mean, they were on a mission to 
shut the other teams down, and they did it. I mean, it was crazy to see. I mean, by the time you get to that World Series, you had no – I mean, what you worried about was – does the starting pitcher have enough stuff to get him to sixth sixth inning? That was really it. <laughs> you know? That was really it. You know, yeah. And then and and Verlander when it was his day to start, I was nervous. I was like, oh dude, you know, this dude hadn't won a game of the World Series ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. and he got he got hit hard in game yeah. one, and you're like, I knew we had to win game five. I mean, I knew we had to win game five. We had to go. We had to be up three uh, two, going back to Houston, and. Um, and the, and the bullpen's what did it. I mean, he kept him in the game, you know, and Verlander was able to keep him in the game even after he got hit, you know, in the first couple of innings there. But uh, to see, once he turned it over the bullpen, I, re- I, I did a sigh of relief. I'm like, these guys are going to, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> they're not going to let them score. Dude, and, and, you know, we talked about the depth. You mentioned Naris, who filled in for Presley. I, I believe that was back in July. Uh, I mean, I think it's Presley. I want to say his wife is having a baby. He's out on paternity leave, if I'm not mistaken. That was the reason. So he wasn't there. So, But in that series against the Mariners, Abreu had to save. Naris had to save. Presley comes back on Sunday, and he gets the, sw- the save in the sweep. And it's just yeah. like you seeing different guys step up in that moment. And, yeah. you know, you talked about Urquidy and Luis Garcia. Like These are, these are guys – Garcia had 15 wins in the season. Urquidy yeah. had 13. That's a combined 28 wins from starting pitchers, yeah. and they they threw all of eight and two third innings in postseason. Like yeah. you and, got 28 and, wins, but they only pitched eight and two thirds. I mean that that's yeah. the depth that this team had. Yeah, and that's that's why a lot of people are saying, you know, if if uh, Verlander does not resign with the Astros, so what? <laughs> I mean, mm, mm. They've got enough depth. I mean, I, I I'm yeah, a true yeah. I'm a guy that believes in having a true veteran ace. I yeah. believe in having that guy. Yeah. Um, and I think that does that says a lot about you know how the team performs. Um, but when you got that kind of depth, I mean, and you mentioned Abreu. I, I mean, I keep forgetting about that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time they threw anybody out there, you were like, and you think about this, Phil Maton didn't mm-hmm. even play because he got mad in that all. last Come game on, and punched the locker and broke his hand. Come on. So. And he was, he's filthy. And he was part of that no-hitter in Yankee Stadium. I got one more name for you. Ron Stanek. Ron, Ron oh, yeah. Stanek had Who an never e- got to pitch? <laughs> <laughs> he had an ERA of 1.15 yeah. in 54 yeah. and two-third innings. He threw three innings the entire postseason. The dude yeah. had an ERA that pitchers dream of, like salivate over. And yeah. through all of three, like this is insane, man. Like, like I said, an ERA of 0.83 collectively for the entire bullpen. We, we go on and on for days about this oh, yeah. group of what they. And done. you think about, you know, that's why I think a lot of people are, you know, thinking there's the window for them. Here's the thing, you know, they've won, like you mentioned in the start, these guys have won two championships. They've been in the ALCS the last six years. I heard somebody say the window for this team. Is still five years from now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you think about Altuve and Bregman; they're yeah. locked up until through twenty four, the twenty four season. Okay, and so, and you've got a lot of those guys like Chris Javier. They're mm. they're there for a few more years still. Mm-hmm. Now they may renegotiate some stuff and give them some money because they've been yeah. so good. But I mean, this core group is these guys aren't going. And with that kind of pitching depth, that most teams are. I mean, if they wanted to make a trade for a big bat, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, could probably yeah. they could probably trade any of those pitchers, and probably do a straight up trade with them because you know they did have yeah. uh, the reports that came out said they had a straight up trade between your Kitty and uh, the catcher. Um, remind me of his name and C- the Cubs Contreras. Really, Contreras. Yes, really? they had a straight up deal for him. No, and the owner nixed it. And so that's why there was a lot of speculation about between him and Click, oh. uh, the general manager not getting along. And as we know now, yeah, we don't. They don't have a general manager because they could not agree on a long term deal. Because he, I think, Click wanted a long term deal, um, and Crane didn't want to give it to him. <laughs> they wanted to give him a one year deal, and he didn't want it. So, so yeah, they had that deal in place. Now it had been a rental. Um, so I kind of get that, mm. um, they're on that one side. And I think Dusty Baker was also against it. If I, the report is correct, yeah. that he was a, against doing that trade yeah. because it would have been just for a two month rental. That really, and um, he has free agency. Yeah. 
Yeah, so now he's free agent. There, he is one of their targets. Mm-hmm. Um, the sign just a straight up trade, and now they still have your kitty. So they yeah, still have. A, yeah, yeah. So I guess, I guess in hindsight, you look at it as like, eh, yeah, maybe it was a good deal. But yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just they are they're just deep. What they what's really weird is you know when starting in seventeen and moving on through, their big thing has always been offense. They put up crazy numbers, especially in nineteen. They put up crazy numbers. They just couldn't put up the crazy numbers in the World Series. Mm-hmm. And I've always heard for years and years and years. Good pitching will beat good hitting. And we saw that, I think, throughout this whole postseason. Yeah. Their pitching was so dominant. And I remember when I was a kid, I forgot what World Series it was. It was a long time ago. And I remember my uncle, he and I were talking about the the World Series. And I was like, well, I'm I think it was I want I could be wrong. Cardinals, I want to think Cardinals and Baltimore. Has that ever happened in the eighties? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. Either yeah, way, yeah, I yeah. was rooting for the the National League team because I was a Nationals fan. I wanted the National League to win, so I was yeah. rooting for the National League. And I, I remember my uncle saying, "Yeah, I think the Orioles are going to win because they're pitching." Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I kept thinking about that. You know, I kept thinking about that because the Astros, we could finally say their pitching is really good. Mm-hmm. They're, that's going to carry them, mm-hmm. and we just need a couple of hits. Yeah. I mean, a couple of runs yeah. here and there. And that's what we got. We yeah. didn't blow. We didn't throw. Man. I mean, we didn't score ten runs. We like like they used to. Like you know, and because you know you scored ten runs back in the day, and you didn't know if <laughs> you know some of these guys were going to get the the deal closed or not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. You think about you go back to 2015. They had the Kansas City Royals on the ropes. They were t- six outs away from going to the uh, ALCS. Yeah. And beating the, I believe it was, the, beating the Royals. And their pitching staff at the back end blew it. And they I lost the series. It. I remember that. And, of course, Kansas City goes on and wins the World Series. But, I mean, they were, now that was completely different. You know, who whoever's responsible for building, whether it was Click or Crane or whoever, that brought these guys in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I mean, it clicked and gelled at the right time. And, I mean, goodness. What do you where do you go from here? You know. <laughs> so so it, I'm glad that you brought up James Click because I was wondering what that situation was, and you know there was rumors in the last week or so in World Series talk that he may not return, and I'm just like, why not? What's the deal? So I that was one of my questions I wanted to ask you about is is why isn't he retained? And then they didn't retain assistant GM Scott Powers either. So uh, man, with with that kind of you know they made a couple of hires of two assistant GMs and it's, it's, it remains to be seen if they're going to be just a kind of duo and do, do it together or they're going to actually hire a GM in place. But um, since there is no GM currently in place, there is a vacancy. Matthew Johnson, I want you to put on your GM cap, man. I'm going to kind of get your thoughts on the Astros and their off season and, and what they look to do, what, what you think they should do. Um, you know, you mentioned the straight up, trade or possible trade that could have happened or Kitty for Contreras and you're like okay that's a rental we we got Maldonado who's one of the best defensive catchers if not the best defensive catcher in the league and and he has timely hits he may he may only hit 220 or 210 215 but he's going to come up with that surprising RBI single to right or like he's just a stud when it comes to being a baseball player and so I think the move yeah. they made to went and go get uh, Vasquez from from the Red Sox was was something that kind of you know okay we got our defensive guy we got our offensive guy we'll go to that bat when we need it but Matthew Johnson put on your GM cap man and 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 as we have this meeting what's your first order of business when you get into that chair what are you, what are your thoughts man I want to I want to maintain that pitching staff and we yeah. talked about it you know for several minutes here how they were so dominant how do you keep that pitching staff kind of intact as best as you can um starting with that bullpen keep that bullpen just like where it is they've already signed up montero so Mm -hmm. that was a top top prospect for them to do so they did that um the question mark comes with verlander if he if they re-sign him i think he's wanting three years probably 120 million Mm. in that ballpark yeah my guess is that they don't want to do more than two would be my guess yeah um but if they don't re-sign him, then that frees up some 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 money. And I don't think you go after another starting pitcher. No, I don't think you do. You still could do that at the trade deadline if you think if something happened with some injuries or whatever. Um, but I think you have to go after offense. 
I don't like the idea of them going after Contreras and trying to make him the replacement to Maldonado. Yeah. Maldonado is the guy that has kept that pitching staff in mm-hmm. in line and and do and it's done so well. I think he's the big piece of that. I think he's part of that pitching staff. Yeah. So so what if he doesn't hit that much? Big deal. He does more for what the defense or the the pitching staff and the defense does than anything. Yeah. And it's probably worth several runs. Mm-hmm. So that's so true. So you first base is a question mark. Um, rumors are that they want to bring Gurriel back. If he could hit like he did in twenty in twenty one when he got the batting title, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. But he's thirty. He's going to be thirty nine next year. Yeah. Uh, he hit well in the postseason, he just did. not during the regular season. So you don't know what you're going to get with him. I think it's the big question. Um, Brantley is another Brantley. question mark. He's a he's a he's a question mark. Love Brantley. Thought Love he Brantley. Would, he was such a great. He hits the ball. I mean, he yeah. gets there and he gets on base. Pure hitter. And so, uh, that was the guy that I always thought, man, I wish we had him in the World Series. Um, the, the 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 kind of rumor is that they were not really going to know about him until like March, whether or not his shoulder surgery is going to be okay and take. Yeah. And so, I don't know if they can wait that long. You know, I think they need a bat to kind of let Alvarez be the designated hitter yeah. more. And I think they need to have a left fielder that is, you know, or do something with that. I, I'm not sold on McCormick being the center fielder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's good defense. I don't think he's offense. So I feel like you could probably trade some of the – you can give Gurry another year contract. You can keep Maldonado where he is. But you're going to have to do something – with the outfield to add to Tucker's uh, performance. And I I just think they either need, you need to get a quality center fielder that can hit or you need to get a left fielder that can hit. Brantley would be my pick if I, if he is healthy. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the, that'll be the question. So I, I think offense is where they got to go mostly and maintain that pitching staff. That's what I would do. And I'm not a GM, but <laughs> that's what, that's what I'd like to see. Dude, man. So, I'm gonna do a little quick little game, and you've kind of hit on a lot of guys that I, that we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you about. But I'm gonna get your take as of today. If you're making a decision today, what would that choice be? So okay. this game, keep them or leave them, is what we're gonna call it. And kicking off, man, you spoke on this guy, Justin Verlander. If it's you, what are you doing, man? Are you what are you doing? If it's you in that GM chair. Are you bringing him back and doing whatever you can to keep him? Um, I don't know that I give him three years. Yeah, I think that's a gamble. Um, I know he's wanting that, but I don't think I'd really be surprised if anybody gives him three years. I mean, I'm I'm in on two years. I think it's a two year contract. I'll give him, you know, kind of what his what he says he's worth. I know there's. Um, Basically, he turned down a one-year, $25 million contract with the Astros with uh, his option. Mm. So I, I think with I, – I keep him if I can get him for two years. If I yeah. can't, I'll let him walk. He's okay. like got enough depth behind him. I think as much as I'd like to have that veteran ace, um, I, I think I'd let him walk at three years. I don't want to – I mean, because I, I think we can do better with the money and the resources elsewhere. All right. I know that's not really no, no, a straight no, up answer, but but, but, <laughs> but you've set you've set the boundary. Like this is it. It's it's either this yeah. or we can't go beyond this. And so yeah. I mean you you basically let it. You want him, but we're not gonna give him everything. We're not gonna give him all that he wants just to bring him back to Houston. So uh, and I think also too, like you incentivize him. Like every time you win a game in the World Series, yeah. we'll give you a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but but seriously, that's where you kind of can, you know, like you said, that's where that contract can, uh, that's where it takes off for certain players. It's like, okay, it's not as much here, but if I'm hitting certain goals and, you know, every player thinks they're going to hit those goals. So it's like, okay, I can can make another eight to ten million just by hitting certain, you know, uh, incentives throughout the regular season and postseason. So, yeah, that's one in six in the world in World Series games. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. figure, you know. A million yeah. dollars is, is worth a win. I mean, <laughs> it is. So, so Michael Brantley, are you bringing him back or are you waiting to March? Um, I really want him back. Yeah. I really want him back. I really think he can produce. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, you know, they're going to do all the, the, the stuff. They're going to look at him. But if he's 
if he's got a chance to looks like he's going to be back, boy, I, I bring him back because I think you can get him for a reasonable price at 36 years old, 37, uh -huh. whatever he is, coming off of an injury. I think you get a pretty good price a deal on, even if you just do a one year deal. Yeah, and just because um, I when think that's you what he signed last year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I love that guy. I love Michael Brantley. And that's the thing. Like, when I was started to prepare for this show and I'm doing nothing, I was like, man, during the game, I saw him walking the duck. I'm like, man, that's Michael Brantley right there. Like, this is, this is crazy that they're doing what they're what they're doing and what they ended up uh, completing without a guy of his magnitude. Like, this dude is just one of the best pure hitters. He rarely strikes out. He's just a professional at bat, just a baseball player. And, man, I hope the Astros can bring him back. I would love to have yeah. uh, Brantley back in Houston for sure. You the Guriel, man. You, you you bringing him back for sure, hundred percent. You get him another year. Um, I'd, I'd give him another year based off of the, his performance in um, in the playoffs. I'm not doing it based off of his base running there in that last game. That he got hurt in, but <laughs> man, uh, oh, that was crucial. That was crucial too. That was, that was a big out. That was golly. And you know, and it's it's uh, I, I, I he's done enough. He's only he's only two years from being the batting champion. Yeah. So. You think maybe okay last year was just kind of a fluke. Yeah. He showed that he could do some stuff in the playoffs. I bring him back. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, he struggled so much in the first half, three quarters of the season, and you're like, has age caught up to him? Like, what what is this? Because yeah. because Yuli is kind of like the right handed bat of Brantley in a way. Like they they just have good professional at bats. They're very consistent. Uh, they might not hit for a lot of power, but but they just they're just very good base hitting or batting average hitters man and so uh you know it, w it was good to see him come on in the postseason and had a good run and hopefully he has a, a full recovery from his injury yeah Cr christian vasquez man are you are you bringing him back to pair with maldonado again or are you just looking elsewhere to you maybe Corey lee maybe you you keep it in house and bring him up at, but what are you thinking at catcher to go with maldonado yeah, you know, Jason Castro is yeah. coming off the injury. I think yeah. he's free agent, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. And I would go with Vasquez over Castro. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think, I think think Vasquez is um, – I mean, he caught the no-hitter in, yeah. in the World Series. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So he's a, he's a quality game caller. Um, he can come in there and provide a bat every once in a while. I think mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Because uh, to me, in that position for the catcher, if I'm the Astros, I'm like, anything I get offensively is just gravy. It's a bonus. Yeah. So I I, I would pick him over Contreras because I think he's going to be cheaper. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but I'll be surprised if he doesn't get a good offer somewhere mm -hmm. um, that is like paying him more than he's worth, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And then we'll have to be like, okay. We need to bring Jason Castro back if he can recover, or we go after Corey Lee, who yeah. was called up, you know, after the Gurriel injury into the World Series off the taxi squad. So, you know, and I don't, we don't know enough about him, but it <laughs> there's something about bringing up a rookie catcher in a pitching staff that's veteran like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's a part of me that's like I don't want to do that. No, no. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> you know, that catcher is is the quarterback of the team. I mean, this is like guy like Maldonado. Everybody listens to him. Everybody on that yeah. staff listens to what he suggests, and he calls an amazing game. Like this, it's it's beautiful to see if those true baseball fans get exactly what I'm talking about uh, with Maldonado. But man, you well, talk about and if you. You think about uh, even um, uh, Verlander said, "Listen, I come in on my day to, to to pitch, and I just focus on what I've got to do. And Maldonado does all the work, <laughs> knowing how to scout these guys. Wow! And I just do what he tells me to do. <laughs> to me, that's huge. That's insane. <laughs> that's a huge. That's that's huge. insane. Even man. so, you could bring in a rookie pitcher like Hunter Brown. By the yeah. way, we haven't mentioned him. Yeah." <laughs> so, so he's probably really he's he has got the same delivery as Verlander. He's got the he's mimicked it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that when yeah. they were doing like the comparison. It's uh -huh. exactly identical. That dude is going to be really good. Yeah, I think. And and also too, you think about the farm system for the pitching. I know we keep talking about pitching. Love They're pitching. deep there too. They're deep. Their number ten prospect in all of their farm system is Forrest Wheatley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What he was throwing before he threw out his arm, 105 mm -hmm, miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. To keep so, everybody yeah. intact, and and, and they're, these are homegrown talent for the most part. And so, like you said, you still have that depth in the farm system if you if need be. You know, yeah. you can go there. Uh, 
And, and 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 I'm glad you mentioned pitching. I mean, I love pitching. And you know, in the day of analytics, I mean, baseball is is carried over into everything now. Basketball, football, everything. But this isn't a team that didn't have any left-handed specialist. I mean, we could yeah. we could go on and on about this pitching staff, but I mean, you look at every team now. They got one or two guys that when they need, and and I know the rule, and I'm glad they implemented the rule where you have to face at least three batters or in the yeah. inning because I got tired of seeing four pitchers and five batters type stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. But this Astros team didn't have a left-handed pitcher. I mean, they had they they traded for Will Smith just to get one, but he never pitched. Like he never pitched in the postseason, oh. you know. So he was, but but that's the beauty of what they did facing the left-handed hitters like like Anthony Rizzo and 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 Jesse Winker and you know Bryce Harper. Like you facing these left-handed studs throughout the postseason. And and look, I mean, it doesn't. You got right-handed guys based on what they've studied in the scouting reports and their ability to pitch and make great pitches. Man, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It really is. Yeah, if if I could, if I could do it, and I mean, I would just need one left-handed pitcher, and his name would be Billy Wagner. <laughs> oh, Billy! <laughs> he Billy. was. He was. I mean, they would play Metallica when he came in, you know, in the games. And it was, oh, he was so much fun to watch. I mean, Man. that ball just exploded out of his hand. And he's not a very big guy. And, you know, yeah. he was just, so if you could get to bring in a guy like that, mm. which I don't think there is any of those guys anymore. Nah, it really isn't. <laughs> it really isn't, man. Dude, you, you took it back with that name, man. Uh, like, those, that takes me back to those late 90s triple play. Like, I've always been a gamer. Yeah. And, and baseball has always been my favorite sport, man, when it comes to video games. So, uh Man, Billy Wagner, I always, I always used to trade for him. He was my closer. Like, I didn't have to think about yeah. anything else. Billy Wagner was going to be my closer. And uh, yeah. like you said, that those type of guys just don't exist anymore. But uh, No, they don't. No, I mean, you know, you, he, he, he would throw fire. I mean, he was, <laughs> yeah. he was just fire. Our closing pitcher now doesn't throw a fastball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so different than what it used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just throwing spin. But the guys ahead of him were throwing heat. And so then all of a sudden, these guys have seen heat, 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 and they get up there, and this guy's <laughs> spinning the ball and throwing it 80 miles an hour. And you're like, how are you supposed to catch up to that? Oh, <laughs> you can't, man. You can't read it. It, it is uh, – anyway, sorry. <laughs> we we we, uh, we we drifted off the <laughs> – <laughs> But man, nah, dude, that was that was it, man. I just wanted to get your takes on the the free agency and the off season, uh, potential acquisitions, the plans that the Astros may have, and man, Matt, as we close, dude, just give me, I mean, just give me one final take. You know, taking it all in, the emotions of a another World Series title, and and what are you expecting going into next year with this same core, basically? That will be coming back. I mean, you go 106 wins, and, and a manager that we absolutely love, Dusty Baker, who finished fourth in the AL Manager of the Year voting, which is absurd. But, uh, man, as we close, I'm just going to let you take it and, uh, and, and kind of bring us home. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, first of all, it's it's been fun to watch them, you know, this year. And, and you know, for, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, you know, kind of a redemption. They got They got the monkey off their back, and – and really, they got the monkey off their fans' back, I yeah. think. Because now, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to wear my Astro stuff out in public. <laughs> but, you know, you're going forward now, and it's like, okay, now we don't have to think about that. We can't. We don't, we don't have to worry about that stuff. Now we can really see what's next for next year. And I don't know that there's really, as long as they're able to maintain the core group of this team, which I think they will, I don't know if anybody can compete with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Seattle's going to be tough. You know, they are. But, you know, I'll throw a question to you, uh, if you'll let me. Yeah. What do you think about them banning the shift? Because that's a big point. Mm, you know, that's Astros true. Really, oh, man. Astros really made that a big mm. – they really made that popular. They did. And, oh, oh by the way, they, they're outlawing it because the Astros made it popular. No, no, yeah. no. Anyway. But so they're they're getting rid of that. They're adding the pitch clock. You can only throw oh, to first base once. Yeah, I, you know that changes a lot of strategies and stuff. So, I mean, we don't know how that's going to affect a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I will say this: probably thinking based off the past, Astros analytics is probably going to be on top of it. <laughs> but I'm just curious what you think about all those rule changes, man. So, dude, that's that's wow. I'm glad you asked that for sure because. I didn't take that into consideration with this Houston Astros team. Like you said, they do. They they are they shift as many as much as anybody else. And so 
personally, I didn't like the show. I mean, I just, I don't know, man, because I, I feel I feel for the hitters in, in a way. Like, okay, man, it's already hard enough to get a hit on these guys, and you crush a ball, and it's a dude standing in in between <laughs> second and right field, just sitting there like yeah. like the ball came right to him. It's like, man, that's that's. I mean, you you can't argue with numbers. Like that's the tendencies, and that's part of the game, whether you have analytics or not. You know, you 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 understand it as a player and as a competitor. This is what he does. This is this is his type of hitter. This is his type of zone. Uh, but the the. I, that's the one thing that I really had an issue with, but but the pitch clock and only throwing the first base once, uh, man, that that may be a little too much at one time. Because I I think yeah. about pitchers in that regard of having to take all that into consideration and how does that affect them and their performance. Um, but you know MLB, that's that's one of the things about MLB, they're having to fight against this pace. I mean NFL is bang bang bang, NBA is up and down the court and all that. So MLB is constantly chasing as that third sport just because of the pace of play. So they know something had to be made. And, um, I mean, as as we wrap it up, man, did, did you want that shift banned or, or, or were you a fan of it? You know, <laughs> there were times where I was like, if we hadn't have shifted, we would have got this guy out. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. That, and that, that's exactly what I think every time. I'm like, you know? that's a double play ball, but there's no shortstop there. <laughs> that's right. So there's been some of those like, uh, but – but then I think the same thing next year, it's going to be gone and they're going to hit the ball right between first and second. Yeah. And how do you, I mean, that would have been an out, you know, yeah. with the shift. So, you know, it's probably going to, to me, it's probably going to even out a little bit, you know, I mean, there may be numbers that say otherwise, but probably evens out. I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how the defenses try to walk the line of that because yeah. I think the rule is you can't have more than two infielders on, on either side, side of the base, mm-hmm. and you can't have any infielders in the grass. Yep. But I do think, if I understood it right, you can have four outfielders. Okay. So I think you could probably take like a Altuve and make him a rover. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 you could maybe change the way you do your outfield and still kind of have a shift. It'll be really a lot of fun to probably watch them do some of that. I think. And they may not. They might not do any of that stuff, but I think if I understood the rule right, you can do another outfielder. But I think you just make one of the infielders an outfielder. They just can't be in shallow shallow right. <laughs> shallow right field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know at what point do you call it shallow and here we go man (laughs) oh boy they've opened this this box and like and like can you put like (laughs) Altuve like 10 feet in front of you know Kyle Tucker yeah um and and, you know I I don't know I don't know that's that'll be probably interesting to see as it as it gets going oh man anyway but it'll be fun to watch I think the Astros will do another you know I think they're gonna push the Braves um record of going to division champion uh, Championship, league championships yeah, yeah. of eight. I think they're gonna. I think they they could possibly beat it. Um, you know, I don't know if that means they're gonna win another World Series or not, but they have the potential to be one of the biggest dynasties. Mm-hmm. That's not a Yankee dynasty back in you know in the twenties. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. They really do. Yeah, or the fifties. Yeah. I mean, they just they just have the potential because they've got so much so much talent and so much depth and. And like it's, I mean, I think pitching is where it's at, and they've got it. You heard it here, my guy Matthew Johnson, these Houston Astros. I mean, uh, dude, as you can hear, and and we've talked for you know about an hour. We we love these guys, and I and I love the Astros because of Matthew Johnson, and I love him also, man. Just an awesome, awesome man. Uh, just I appreciate you, man. As 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 I've always told you from day one, and man, I really enjoyed uh, talking not just baseball but Astros baseball. After a World Series title, man, it doesn't get much better than that. I do have to get my shirt, man. I need to, I need to find out which shirt I'm gonna get and which color I want, and I'll probably get two or three of them. Cause, uh, man, it's funny because this reminds me of when the Spurs won in 14, and 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 you, we lose to the Heat in 13, and Ray Allen hits that shot in Game Six, and we lose in Game Seven. Get the Heat again in 2014 and completely wipe the floor with those guys. And yeah. so the Astros yeah. coming back the year. After losing to the Braves and getting it done for a guy like Dusty Baker, man, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Hey, I tell you what, let's do it next year when they win in 23. What do you say? Hey, let's do it. <laughs> what? Hey, it's already done, man. It's already done. Because you, you know you my one guy that I'm coming to talk to, man, and we'll, we'll definitely make it happen. 
Yeah, man. I, hey, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, good, good to talk to you about baseball and, and Astros for sure. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> and, uh, and enjoyed it, sir. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.